At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast. Presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. The official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition. Hornets 11-29 and will visit the 22-18 and Indiana Pacers, one of the hotter teams right now in the Eastern Conference. We'll give you our game preview. Also, we're going to talk about a recent NBA.com article focused on three-point attempts and the percentage of total attempts that they make up how high are they rising for certain players who for whom are they falling several hornets were featured prominently in the article are they going the direction you might think they are and why is that significant we'll talk about that also the game the other night against Milwaukee, such an outstanding result. Hornets matching an NBA record with 51 first quarter points. Then we're going to talk about it a little bit more. And helping me on all these topics, he's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, as well as the producer of this fine podcast, Rob Longo, with us for another edition of the HHC. And Rob, you had the honors of doing the podcast after the Hornets win over the Bucks. I uh, was in transit on my way to Indianapolis, so had to be a lot of fun talking about not just a win, not just a big win against a quality opponent, but one that matched NBA history. Yeah, anytime you have your team that's able to set a franchise record and tie an NBA record for most points in an opening quarter and then pair that with a win against a very good Bucks team and being able to shut down one of the best players in the game like Giannis Antetokounmpo, it makes for a pretty easy podcast and a pretty fun podcast to do. So such a noteworthy win, we might as well keep talking about it. I think that's worth doing. Well, I, the part of it that I want to talk about, look, the headlines 
from that game is the 51-point first quarter where Charlotte shot the lights out. They were 20 of 29 from the floor, almost 70% from the field, and matched that NBA record with 51 points in the first quarter. But what stood out to me in the first quarter and all throughout the game, the reason I really think the Hornets were able to win was their defense, the fact that they forced so many turnovers out of Milwaukee. Correspondingly, Charlotte took care of the basketball really at, a, at an elite level. Team ended up finishing with a grand total of five turnovers and only yielded one point off of those five turnovers to Milwaukee, where on the other side, it was 17 turnovers for the Bucks, turning into 35 points for Charlotte. That's an avalanche. But really just drilling down to the first quarter where the Hornets built up a 23-point lead. Turnovers were a big part of the equation there as well. The extra opportunities on the glass certainly helped too. Charlotte was plus three in offensive rebounds, and they Gave up no turnovers in the first quarter, five for Milwaukee, and all told at the end of that frame, that meant Charlotte had eight extra shots at the basket. Now, again, the shooting percentages were outstanding, but you take those eight shots away, you're probably talking about a 10, maybe 12-point lead, which is great after any quarter, but it's not insurmountable. To me, the reason Charlotte was up by 23 at the end of the first frame, it wasn't hot shooting, it wasn't even three-point shooting, because even though Charlotte made seven threes in that first quarter, which is a huge number for this team that struggled with its shot for most of the season. But Milwaukee also made seven threes. It was the extra attempts. It was the defensive work by Charlotte turning over Milwaukee and turning that into instant offense that, to me, made the difference in one of the biggest and hopefully one of the most consequential wins of the season helping turn this team around. Yeah, I mean, you talk about the shooting percentage at 69%, and then you take a look at the number of it. It was 20-29 from the field, 7-14 from three. When you subtract that, the easy math is 13-15 from inside the three-point line. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, obviously. And if I had to go back and look at the film or off the top of my head, I would say that the two misses were probably mid-range jumpers or something like that. I can't imagine it being something around the rim. And if it was something around the rim, then it was probably tipped back up and in for a second chance opportunity because the Hornets had 15 second chance points through the first 24 minutes of the game through the first half. And then you take a look at the other side and sometimes your best defense is your best offense. And that was what the Hornets were able to accomplish by my count at the 419 mark of the first quarter on Friday, the Bucks already had four turnovers and Charlotte was able to get 10 points off of those turnovers. So the fact that the Hornets were able to go out on these massive runs, they had an 11 0 run early in the quarter. Then they had a 10 to one run later in the quarter. They were able to bookend all that together just to really solidify that massive lead going into the second frame it was great stuff. And I'm I think it all just starts on the defensive side where they were able to limit Giannis Antetokounmpo. He only had one point there in the first quarter, 0 for 3 from the field, field goal wise. Turned the ball over a couple times. They were just creating a brick wall when Giannis was trying to go into the paint. I mean, there was no way around it. He was getting double teamed. He was getting triple teamed. And you could tell he was frustrated. I know it was the third game in four nights for Milwaukee, so they might have been a little bit tired. But again, no one's going to feel sorry for them. No one felt sorry for the Hornets when they were going through their injury woes as well. So the fact that everything just culminated, it just turned into this perfect storm for the Hornets on Friday night. It certainly did. But it has been something that's been in the process of coming along. You look at the last 10 games for Charlotte. They've now won four of their last 10. Not exactly where they want to be right now in terms of you know winning stretches, but it's certainly a lot better than when they were losing eight straight a couple of times here over the course of the season. And there are some breadcrumbs to this. One, their own turnovers. I mentioned it before. Charlotte in the win the other night over Milwaukee 
only gave up five turnovers, yielding one point to the other side off of those turnovers. Well, over the course of the last 10 games, Charlotte is a top 10 team in the NBA in terms of turnover ratio. Then you go a little bit further and let's focus in on the defense, forcing turnovers out of the opposition, making hard closeouts, making life a little bit more difficult. And while Charlotte's offense has continued to struggle to really rev up, the defense is picking up. In the last 10 games, they've been in the top half of the NBA in terms of defense of rating. So, you know, defense wins championships is a mantra that we were hoping would certainly come into play here for the Hornets. We thought that the offense would remain strong throughout this transition. Unfortunately, injuries have really hurt their ability to do just that. But the defense is picking up here over the last 10 or so games. And I think that has a lot to do with the reason why Charlotte's finding wins coming a bit more frequently. Before this 10-game stretch started with that win at Sacramento, Charlotte at the time was 7 and 23, 16 games below 500. They're 11 and 29, so not too too much better, but at least the wins are coming at a higher clip than they were preceding this 10-game stretch. And uh, defense should be a key again tonight. Uh, the Indiana Pacers, a very strong team so far uh, this season in the NBA. A little bit surprising, I would say, the level of success that they've achieved, but there's nothing to take away from what they've been able to accomplish out there. And defense at times has had a lot to do with it. Offensively, they're also a top 10 scoring team in the NBA, so this will be a good challenge here for the Hornets. We'll talk about it more in a little bit. Coming up next, though, the shot selection for the Hornets. It's been altered significantly from a season ago. Some specific players more than maybe you might think. We'll talk about that next here on the Hornets Ivecast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the HHC, the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you. Rob, you know I'm a, a big stats guy. I like to break down as many numbers as I can, but no one does it better than the good folks at NBA.com. John Schumann puts out his Power Rankings notebook on a weekly basis, and he really gets deep into some interesting numbers, and sometimes it, you know, it gives us a opportunity to look at something from a different perspective than we ordinarily would. And it has felt this year like the scoring for Terry Rozier and Kelly Oubre has come from different places as the offense has been altered out of necessity due to the injuries. But it really became crystal clear in John Schumann's latest Power Rankings notebook where he broke down the biggest drop in three-point rate from a season ago to this campaign. He detailed some of the players who have had the biggest drop-off. This is the percentage of attempts that are taken from beyond the arc compared to a season ago. So let's say if you're taking 10 shots, uh, you take seven threes last year. You only take three threes this year. That's a, about a 40% drop in the percentage of threes uh, that you are attempting on a game-by-game basis. And Charlotte's got a couple of guys who maybe not quite to that extent, but do have some significant drop-offs. Number one on the list this year is Kelly Oubre Jr. Last year, almost 60% of his attempts were from three. This year, that's down to 41%. We We've talked about that a lot. His drive to the basket, again, I think a lot of that was out of necessity with no LaMelo ball on the floor, but even since LaMelo has come back, he's continued not quite at as high of a rate of twos versus threes, but it still continues in that direction. Similar story for P.J. Washington. He was around 56% of his shots being from three a season ago. That is down to closer to 40%. And Terry Rozier, last year about 50-50 between twos and threes. This year, 40% of his shots have been three-point attempts. So uh, another significant drop for the shot assortment being from twos versus threes from last year to this year. What do you make of these numbers? Are you with me as this, you know, necessity came calling and the Hornets did not have LaMelo Ball to generate offense. It changed the way teams were defending some of these guys and forced them to drive to the basket. Or is it a a larger idea of the Hornets offense that is shifting here with a new coaching staff? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both, Sam. When you take a look at it, of course, LaMelo Ball is just such a great facilitator that he's going to open up a lot of different avenues on the offensive side of the ball just because of his playmaking ability. So not having LaMelo for the majority of the season is certainly something that I think would be a contributing factor and just the entire number of injuries in general because the fact that defenses are able to key in on specific guys when it was Kelly Oubre that was in the starting role and there was no LaMelo, no Terry, no Dennis Smith Jr., just not a whole lot of offense there in general that Kelly was the guy that everybody fixated on and it had to be somebody else to step up. P.J. Washington did a good job at the beginning of the season doing that. Mason Plumlee has seen a resurgence in offense and I think that leads me to my next point, which is the reason why guys like Mason and some other guys are having some higher scoring outputs than last season is because of that change in in coaching philosophy. I know that we talk a lot about the three-point shot being the great equalizer in the game of basketball, but at the same time, you want those high percentage shots at the rim. You want to attack the rim. You want to get those paint points because when you look at it, I think Bally Sports put up a graphic, I want to say in pregame of Friday's game against Milwaukee, and it had a list of points per possession based on shot selection. And one of them was, of course, the free throw, and that's something that 
head coach Steve Clifford talks about a lot is the ability to get to the free throw line gives you the best chance to score in the NBA. That's just the reality of the situation. The name free throw institutes that it's free for a reason. So the fact that you're able to drive, you're able to at least try to create contact, you have a higher percentage going to the free throw line if you're getting into the paint rather than shooting beyond the arc, attempting those three-point shots just because people aren't fouling out there. They're fouling closer to the bucket as well when you're able to get into the body and get a little bit more contact. So I think the fact that you're taking these higher percentage shots around the rim and the fact that you're trying to get to the free throw line a little bit more, I know that hasn't translated necessarily for the Hornets, but I think that's the better, I don't want to say it's a better philosophy, but it better suits the athletes on this team to give them the best chance to score rather than just sitting on a perimeter and chucking up threes. That's fair to say. I wouldn't say particularly that they're just chucking up threes, but I think the shot profile has has certainly changed. But I do think it has more to do with the injuries, and it also has, quite frankly, to do with the accuracy. The Hornets have been one of the better second-chance point teams in the NBA and better offensive rebounding teams in terms of the raw numbers. But for me, a large reason for that being the case is they haven't been a very good shooting team the majority of the season. When you look at the team shooting percentages this year compared to last year, it is night and day seemingly for the Hornets. They are near the bottom of the NBA in team field goal percentage and three-point percentage, which means more offensive rebounds and more opportunities closer to the basket on some of those putbacks. And I think when you look at the games, or really now game right now, coming off that win over Milwaukee, Milwaukee, where Charlotte really shot the ball well, you see the shot selection kind of mirroring the numbers from a season ago for two of those players that we were talking about earlier, P.J. Washington and Terry Rozier. You know, last year, again, this is according to that article, Kelly Oubre Jr. was at 60% of his shot attempts being from three last year. This year, it's 41%. Now, obviously, he didn't play against Milwaukee, but the other guys, uh, it's uncanny how things kind of snap back to last year's numbers and their percentages kind of match it. So P.J. Washington last season, 56% of his shots from three. This year, it has been closer to 40 Uh, You look at the box score from last night's game, P.J., 14 attempts, 10 of them were from three. So that's about 70%, so even more extreme, but still, it matches up. Terry Rozier, season-high 39 points, 29 total attempts in the game, 15 were from three, just a a hair above 50%. You look at last year, he was just a hair above 50% of his attempts were coming from three. So I think the accuracy level has a lot to do with this, and I think LaMelo Ball being healthy, getting the sustained run now, the team getting hopefully more comfortable in their offense. Hopefully we can extrapolate from this one game, look back 10-15 podcasts from now and say, hey, the Hornets are shooting more, a higher percentage of their shots from three because the shot quality is there for them to do it. We're we're not entering a new era of uh, the NBA where all of a sudden it's back to mid-range jumpers unless they're wide, wide, wide open. I think Charlotte still wants to shoot, take, and make open threes when they're available to them and hopefully last game is a sign that that's going to start happening more frequently but it was interesting to see how quickly the numbers shifted from one year to the next in terms of percentage of attempts from three and again I think it has more to do with the injury situation the lack of a lamello ball to open up the floor versus necessarily a philosophical change since uh, the coaching staff came in saying they wanted to keep a lot of the same offensive tempo from the previous season. 
Yeah, and like you said, I think the percentage will climb over the next couple of games just the way that Lamelo has played. I mean, heck, on Friday he had 12 assists and no turnovers. He just did a phenomenal job facilitating like he normally does. So it's going to be really tough for teams to force his hand a little bit. I wouldn't obviously wouldn't be surprised if he sees more doubles, but it doesn't phase me any bit because Lamelo is just such a wizard of finding the open teammate time and time again. And Mason Pumley is uh, doing a good job of creating assists as well. So I think the more that this team focuses on driving to the paint there's going to be that open three if Melo gets doubled they're going to be able to swing the ball when the Hornets do a good job moving the ball and the ball doesn't stick and they have those high assist numbers I mean it's an easy formula but it makes sense that they are able to just convert at a higher clip and are able to win more games and LaMelo Ball is the main reason of that so the fact that we haven't seen him for the majority of the season certainly hurts I mean the numbers that he's put up ever since he's come back from injury I know I don't want to make this an entire LaMelo Ball segment of course with my argument but I mean, he's the, he's the engine. He is the engine that makes this offense go. There's no other way around it. And when he goes, the team goes, because I know we talked a lot about in previous seasons that Gordon Hayward was kind of that floor for this team. And right now, LaMelo Ball is certainly the ceiling because the sky's the limit whenever he plays this well. He is, and he does raise the ceiling. And it, it again, it raises the shot profile for other guys. Those guys do have to knock him down. And they did the other night. Hornets between PJ Washington and Terry Rozier shot over 40% from beyond the arc. Far cry from where they've been most of this season. P.J. saw his three-point percentage drop last year, 36% this year. He's been at 34%, but hopefully that will start to climb now uh, with some rhythm after that last performance. And Terry Rozier, a season ago, 37% from three. He knocked down 222 over the course of the campaign. This year, he's shooting just 31% from beyond the arc. But again, better quality threes have been coming in recent efforts, and hopefully that will come with uh, an increased three-point percentage. And if, if those two are going to be tied together, we'll take more attempts all along the way as well. If you want to read more about the article or see more of the details, NBA.com, really good piece. These notebooks are so interesting how deep a dive they go into the numbers. John Schumann's latest Power Rankings notebook, uh, including several Hornets in his look at three-point shot selection and the percentage of attempts compared to the overall shot profile. All right, it is a game day. Hornets are hoping the shot profile is a good one against the Indiana Pacers. It'll be the second meeting between these two teams. We will preview it for you next here on the Hornets Hivecast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. 
tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets are visiting the Indiana Pacers' second meeting of the season between these two teams. First one went to Indy, 125-113. to It was a game that was tied at the end of three quarters, but the Pacers pulled away overwhelmingly in the fourth. It was also a game where, quite unfortunately, LaMelo Ball sprained his ankle in the closing minutes, and that unfortunately resulted in a long stretch where Charlotte had to play without their star point guard once again. At the time, seemed to have derailed the season. Hopefully, coming off that win over Milwaukee, though, things have been righted. It's amazing how different things can feel after one game. Charlotte completes a four-game homestand going one for three, and you feel like maybe uh, you know it's getting dark early. And then there's a blowout win over one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, best defensive teams overall in the NBA, and all of a sudden, it's a new dawn here for the Hornets. So we'll see if we can keep the daylight uh, a long ways here on this road trip. Rob Longo, you know how this works. We need players to watch for both sides as well as a statistic to watch. You get to choose first. Well, let's begin with Pacers player to watch, and I'm taking a look at Benedict Mather. And I mean, I, I love this kid. Rookie out of Arizona. He just does everything right, it seems, coming off the bench. He's averaging close to 17.5 points per game. Basically been hovering around 20 or more over his last three, four games now, and there's only been a handful of times this season where he's only been in single digits when it comes to scoring. So I know that Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald are great architects of that offense and of that scoring for Indiana, but when you take a look at the bench points, I know that Charlotte didn't need bench points the other night against Milwaukee. They only had 24, but at the end of the day, the scoring is probably not going to be as frequent, obviously, like it was in Milwaukee there day. Of course, I'll take a 51-point first quarter you know, 11 days out of the week, but that's just the reality of the NBA is they probably aren't going to hit 50 points again in that opening quarter. So the scoring is going to have to come from somewhere else. It's going to have to come from the bench a little bit. I know they're shorthanded right now with Gordon Hayward out, and we haven't gotten a status update on the status of his injury moving forward, at least for today's game. So with all things considered, the bench is probably going to have to pick up the slack a little bit scoring-wise. So because of that, they're going to have to limit a guy like Benedict Matherin on the other side. I know it's a lot easier said than done, but if you're able to keep him around 10 to 12 points rather than 20 to 25, it's going to make things a lot easier when the Hornets break the lineup. I'm going to go with Miles Turner as my player to watch, and it's really interesting. You know, He had been the subject of trade rumors forever, many of them connecting him to Charlotte, quite frankly, but he was someone who has seemed like a better idea of an ideal NBA center than one that was actually playing like an actual ideal NBA center. Year after year, he would have okay rebounding numbers somewhere in the sixes or sevens, and he'd average double figures certainly, but be more in the 12 to 13 point range, and people would be infatuated with his three-point shot because he'd knock down a couple of contests. But really, you you know, the block shots also, by the way, uh, spectacular with him. He's been one of the league leaders over the last couple of seasons. But, but then you would look back and say, you know, is it really worth breaking the bank for a guy 
who doesn't seem to consistently contribute on that high level, he seems to have changed his game quite a bit this year. Uh, the block shots are still there. He's averaging multiple blocks per contest, so that's great. But he's changed his shot profile significantly. His three-point attempts per game are down under four for the first time in four seasons, and his scoring has skyrocketed for it. He's more, he's closer to the basket a lot more. Frequency of shots hasn't changed all that much. He was averaging about nine a game the previous three seasons. He's closer to 10-11 this year, so a slight uptick, but not a monster one to explain why he's gone from being a 12-point-per-game guy over the last five, six years to now a 16-17 point-per-game guy. And it, it really has to do, at least in my opinion, with the kinds of shots that he takes. Much like a Nikola Jokic or a Joel Embiid, can they knock down threes? Yes, but they tend not to take them unless you are flat-out begging them and, and you know getting far away from them and saying, hey, we're going to let you warm yourself up here from beyond the arc. And it's interesting, but when you look at Miles Turner, his three-point attempts and the success rate for the Pacers, they're kind of tied together. When Miles Turner attempts five or more threes in a game on the season, the Indiana Pacers are only four and seven. This is a team that's significantly above 500. So uh, it's telling to me that if you can convince Miles Turner to revert to his old ways and he starts chucking up threes, they're not very successful. But if he acts like the, the true center that he is capable of being, it can get very difficult to knock off the Indiana Pacers. Where would you like to go next? A statistic to watch or would you like to go with a Hornet? Let's go with Hornets player to watch. I think the obvious pick has been LaMelo Ball night in and night out. Just the consistency that he brings, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, 14 consecutive games that he's scored 20 or more, and he's only been back for 13 games since his ankle injury. So that tells me that the last time that these two teams played, he had north of 20. He ended up having 26 points in that loss to Indiana. Of course, that was the one that he got re-injured in. But at the end of the day, 14 consecutive games of 20 or more points. That is now tied for second all-time in Hornets history, along with Kendall Gill. He's still got a little bit of ways to go to get to Glenn Rice, who has 28 all-time. But at the end of the day, LaMelo Ball is just the engine of this team when he goes the team goes so I have to go with him as my player to watch as always I love the pick. He has been playing exceptional basketball, and we're looking at, in terms of his career, the quickest to a 20-point game streak of this length. Michael Jordan had one very, very early in his career, so is not going to quite touch that, but there was a, a similar one for LeBron James that I'll have to look at for our next podcast conversation that came around the same number of games uh, in terms of you know how far into his career he went, and uh, LaMelo, if he has a couple more here uh, he might exceed that number of games and in a certain respect pass LeBron for longest such stretch at this early stage of his career I got it up now it was actually a 15 game stretch games 125 through 139 and LaMelo is kind of at a a similar point now in his career so if he goes beyond the 15 game mark uh, now you're talking about exceeding something that LeBron James who is more of a pure scorer of the basketball than say a point guard who's trying to distribute and has those responsibilities as well Uh, that would make it just all the more impressive what LaMelo is doing here that said I can't take him as well so I'm going to take his running mate in the backcourt Terry Rozier who has found another gear here he had that four or five game stretch Rob where he was really not shooting the basketball well at all from three almost seemed reluctant to take three point shots Uh, from December 26 to the end of the 2022 calendar year he didn't make more than a single three in any of those four games and shot a whopping 
shooting 13.6% from beyond the arc. But shooters got to keep shooting. He shot his way out of it. And now since 2023 has come about, he's shooting 40% from beyond the arc and averaging 29 points per game. Huge turnaround. He's going to be big for the Hornets get this win over the Indiana Pacers. Last but not least, we need a statistic to watch, and we have drilled down pretty hard on points off turnovers as well as three-pointers. Is that one of the directions you're going to go in? What are you feeling, Rob Longo? So I'm feeling the turnovers just because of the way that these two teams play. Both teams like to get out and run in transition. Hornets are a top 10 team when it comes to fast break points, but Indiana is number one in the association when it comes to those fast break points, and it's because they come off of those live ball turnovers. In that win that they had the other night against Portland, it was a 108-99 to win at home. You joked about it before we got on the podcast here about how it was a throwback to 1994, but at the end of the day, the Pacers were able to force 18 turnovers off of Portland. It resulted in 29 points, and the Pacers also had 11 steals, so a lot of those were live ball turnovers. They finished with 26 fast break points. When you take a look at what Charlotte did against Milwaukee, yeah, they turned the Bucks over a good bit. They turned them over 17 times, resulted in 35 points off those turnovers, but fast break wise, the Hornets only had 10, so the Hornets, I know they took care of the basketball. They did a great job doing that against Milwaukee, but at the end of the day, they just cannot have specifically those live ball turnovers to let Indiana run out in transition and get those easy buckets. So points off turnovers, I suppose, paired with those live ball turnovers. If I had to pick absolutely one specific stat, I would say live ball turnovers tonight is the one to watch. All right, I like the pick. Turnovers is always a huge priority here in terms of forcing them and maintaining control of the basketball for head coach Steve Clifford. I'm tempted to go with the threes because we drilled down pretty hard on it, and I thought it was significant, the uptick in percentage, but I'm going to go to a a tried and true staple of this season's Hornets team, and that's points in the paint. Talked about it earlier. When Miles Turner realizes how big and strong and successful he can be in the paint, he becomes almost unstoppable at times. Uh, He's got that advantage, those physical God-given advantages that he can take advantage of, and that's helped the Pacers get that winning record they've had to this point, but Charlotte's been the better team, and one of the best teams, quite frankly, in the NBA in terms of points in the paint. They maintain their status as a top 10 team in points in the paint per game and their top five in terms of percentage of their total offense that comes from the paint. Pacers are built differently. They're in the bottom third of the NBA in percentage of their offense coming from points in the paint and their bottom half in total points in the paint per game. So it's a Pacers team that's got some really good shooters on it. Tyrese Halliburton is much improved. Buddy Heald is uh, one of the uh, modern young guns, if you will, a sharpshooter from beyond the arc who can really fill it up and then as I indicated before guys like Miles Turner sometimes think they are better three-point shooters than they uh, maybe really are in reality or, or think that's a better shot for them than trying to get closer to the basket but nonetheless if the Hornets can win in the paint that's going to go a long way here for this one tonight so build on the success you had from three but as we talked about earlier in that win over Milwaukee it wasn't that they overwhelmed the Bucks with three-point shooting Milwaukee made the exact same number of threes that the Hornets did in the first quarter where Charlotte sprinted out to the lead and overall in the game it was the ability to take care of the basketball which you alluded to and their efficiency from inside the key that ended up winning the day those are the areas I think the Hornets need to focus on again here tonight against the Pacers 
We will have it covered for you. Not quite as late of a tip time on the Hornets radio network. Charlotte tipping off in the Circle City against Indianapolis, against in the Indiana Pacers, I should say, at 5 o'clock Eastern. Pre-game on our flagship station, 92.7 Sports Radio WFNC, begins at 4. And if you're tuned in on Valley Sports Southeast, Eric Collins and crew will have you covered starting at 4.30 with their pre-game festivities. Rob Longo, thanks as always. Hopefully it's just as successful a winning edition of the HHC for you to talk about tomorrow. Thanks, Sam. It would be great to start this road trip 2-0. It would be a lot of fun. For Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we will talk to you tomorrow, win or lose, here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.